the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 29th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. The rise of artificial intelligence is raising alarm bells for election officials all across the country. We get more from Eric Tiganoff. Before the New Hampshire primary, a robocall imitating President Joe Biden called voters and told them not to vote. It's seen as a potential preview of what voters could be in for as the 2024 general election approaches. Rachel Ori is the senior associate director of the Bipartisan Policy Center's Elections Project. She says while incidences like the one in New Hampshire might be isolated, AI could have other consequences. Our bigger concern is what's known as a liar's dividend, that even when there are instances of generative AI being used, to target voters with false information, they feed into this bigger risk that the presence of false information makes voters trust any information less. Ori says the past few years have seen a near constant assault on accurate voting information, which has made it challenging for good information to reach voters. Oregon's Republican and Democratic primary elections are on May 21st. Meantime, Senator James Lankford, who is facing blowback from within his party for working on a bipartisan border security package, defended the bill on Sunday, saying the Republican colleagues who have criticized the measure are misunderstanding it. That for The Washington Post. Lankford has been the GOP's lead negotiator on the bipartisan deal, which would tie funding for Ukraine to border policy changes pushed by Republicans. Though senators have not yet released the text of the bill, President Biden has praised the general framework of the deal, but former President Trump has opposed the package. Next, Ross Brown reports in a daily yonder New Mexico News Collection collaboration in rural New Mexico, wraparound social services are reducing recidivism. Like many states, New Mexico lacks behavioral care for people behind bars. But half the state's counties are now using wraparound social services to reduce their chances of a relapse into criminal behavior. The RISE program was launched to address the lack of services to help people turn their lives around after spending time in county jails or detention centers. RISE, which stands for Reach, Intervene, Support, and Engage, provides transitional housing, therapeutic services, and intensive case management. Lisa Daniel, who leads the program in Sierra County, says folks in jail or just released need comprehensive support. If the client's basic needs are not met, then we can't work on those behavioral health or substance abuse issues because they're too worried about what they're going to eat, where they're going to sleep, their families, all of that. When the RISE program began in Sierra County in 2019, the recidivism rate was above 90%. Daniel estimates it's around 75% now. This is Public News Service. Tribes are restoring native species to their habitats in Washington State. We get the details from this Just Media Washington News Service Connection collaboration. The Confederated Tribes of Colville in eastern Washington have reintroduced a variety of species on indigenous land over the past few decades. Rico Moore wrote about these efforts for Yes Magazine and says the trial's wildlife department manager, Richard Whitney, has been an integral part of the projects. He's a very competent biologist and uses the skills he learned in his advanced degrees in wildlife biology in hand with his ancestral traditions and stories to bring back these species and really restore a community. The tribes have led other successful reintroduction campaigns starting with elk in the 1970s. 
And there is good news for fishing crews and marine conservationists. Large fishing grounds are reopening, while others are receiving new protections. Some 4,500 miles of ocean fishing grounds off Southern California are now open to recreational and commercial fishing for bottom-dwelling species. And 428 miles of coral and sponge habitat are closed. Jeff Shester with the nonprofit Oceana says his organization has spent years mapping the seafloor, discovering coral beds he says are right out of a Dr. Seuss book. These areas have some of the richest gardens of underwater deep sea corals and sponges anywhere. And so we wanted to make sure that these areas had special protection so that no bottom contact fishing can damage some of these really sensitive redwoods of the deep sea. I'm Suzanne Potter. Deep-sea corals and sponges are a crucial part of the marine ecosystem, sheltering many species from predators and serving as a feeding area and nursery. They are among the most long-lived creatures in the ocean. Finally, from our Eric Galatis, the Bureau of Land Management has released its final Eastern Colorado Resource Management Plan, which will guide the use and management of over 658,000 acres of public lands for decades to come. Conservation geographer Allison Galensky with Rocky Mountain Wild says the plan does a good job of increasing protections for some 300,000 currently undeveloped acres, mostly along the Arkansas River between Salida and Canyon City. By setting aside several hundred thousand acres to stay the way they are now for wildlife, for the headwaters, for the different tributaries into the Arkansas River. Galinsky says these lands support healthy ecosystems that can help species survive in a changing climate. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Here are some radio stations, big and small, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.